Welcome back. My name is Kit. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things <laughs> Lost Edition. That's right, baby. We're back. It's episode 10. It's titled Raised by Another. If you've never listened to the show before, what we do here, we watch Lost. We chat about it. Madison and I have never seen this show before. Never. We have no idea where this is going. Steve is a longtime fan of the show. Oh, so, yeah. So he giggles in the corner as we uh, contemplate the mysteries. Mm, last last like, episode was a good one to do that, too. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, yeah. I love listening to you guys. It's like, oh, I think it's this. I'm just like, this fucking guy. children. Yeah, and I think some things happen in this one, too. Not as much, but there's a, a pretty big development, I think. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to chat about. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do, we give our overall thoughts on the episode, and then we do a scene-by-scene, play-by-play recap and reaction, followed by some fun games and segments at the end. Uh, we talk about uh, our Beach Please. Beach Please. Where Steve tries to pull some uh, behind-the-scenes nuggets and tidbits about each episode. Sometimes there's not, not much there. Sometimes there's a lot. You just got to wait and find out, just yeah. like the show itself. I'll never tell. Then there's the Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments of the episode. We go around the room and enumerate those, followed by our Passenger Princess segment. We each nominate our favorite performance of the episode. And finally, we cap it all off with the Lost and Found segment, where we keep track of any new mysteries as they're added, as well as uh, old mysteries and whether or not they've been solved. And uh, by the end of this, we'll have a tally. Of, of which questions were never answered. That'll be fun. We're keeping the writers honest, all right? That's right. Mm-hmm. We are uh, subjective reviewers, respected on both sides of the aisle. We're straight shooters, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Later this week, we have an episode uh, watching and reviewing the movie Police Academy 4 from 1987, <laughs> which is perhaps the best advertisement yet to what you can do with the power of one of our tiers of Patreon where you can force us to watch a movie. Yeah, because you may be wondering, guys, I don't remember you reviewing Police Academies 1 through 3. We did not. We haven't reviewed those. Mm. Uh, someone was like, hey, uh, number four, hop to it. In their defense, does it really matter if you watch the first three? I I think it does, but we'll talk. That's a, <laughs> that's a different discussion for a different episode that probably is coming out on Wednesday. That's right. That's yeah. right. We've got some good episodes uh, coming up for the rest of the year. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, I think, oh, is next week. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. A yeah. uh, bunch of good stuff coming down the pipeline, as well as our Christmas poll is currently live. It looks like Gremlins is winning. But if you oh. are a patron uh, and have not voted yet, you can vote on Klaus, Gremlins, Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Great movie. Or Scrooged. Also a great movie. Uh, but I think uh, Gremlins is winning pretty handedly. Pretty handily. Yeah. Pretty there's, sure. There's a little, someone poured water on a mogwai and weird. got more votes. Is that what's happening here? <laughs> it's a good movie, but it's not like it's Gremlins 2 here, guys. <laughs> That's true. It's not Gremlins 2. If it uh, wins, maybe we'll nominate Gremlins 2 for next month. Go. That's right. Die Hard won last year, I think. That's why it was not uh, mm. a choice this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's but, the Christmas but, poll. But the Die Hard episode the North is pole, available. You, you can look at. Uh, we did We did release that on the main feed, so you can't what? go back. Why didn't I call it the North Pole on Patreon? Uh, but like spell pole differently. Missed opportunity. Son of a bitch. Damn. <laughs> it's nothing worse than a missed pun opportunity. Uh. That's okay. But, but I got some great news for you. You better Kid. cheer me up after Amazing that. Amazing news. Okay. Guys, it's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And you know what you can do? Oh. You can go on the Streaming Things merch store got a couple and of- get yourself 
a streaming things happy holidays and happy streaming cody madison is modeling the green color that's right you can get it in multiple colors blue green or i'm sorry not blue black green and red immediately black (laughs) green and red making shit up and it can either be a sweater or a uh, or sweatshirt or a shirt. Mm-hmm. And we are modeling the sweatshirt. I have the red one on. Hello. I have a black one. I'm not wearing it because I'm hot. It's very nice. Like if you, I don't know if you can tell on the video, but there's the three Santa Clauses uh, representative of the three of us. You can see Madison over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also if you look at Kit and I, uh, there's some Easter eggs on our drawings that they snuck in there. Like the A24 Santa hat that yeah. Kit is wearing or the Pip and the Dog belt buckle. That my Santa is wearing. So if you're a big the fan Annie of the Hoosel show. Tattoo. The mm-hmm. Annie Hoosel tattoo. Yeah. So if you want to have a great gift for someone that you know who's a fan of the show, uh, you can do so. Go and order that now. That's right, baby. If you pre-order it before the 13th of December, which is very soon because we're recording on the 10th. You're listening to this on the 11th. If you pre-order before the 13th, you can get it just in time uh, for Christmas if you want to give it as a Christmas gift. Yep. Christmas. December 24th. Yep. I love it. Thank you so much to our merch team. Get those now. You can also email the show at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash streaming things, as many of you know. However, you can also support the show for free. Times are hard. It's the holidays, so times are harder. Um, and uh, you can do that. Support us for free by just rating, reviewing the show wherever you're listening to this on Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts or any of the, the, the weird ones. Um, and uh, that helps us a lot. That helps people find our show. And uh, also, you know, Holidays, uh, a lot of people don't talk about what a stressful time it is for many. So, so stressful. We hope Very that stressful. this show is is lowering your stress in some way. And uh, we hear for you. Um, you know, you're not alone. We appreciate you all so much. And uh, if I'm you, literally stress eating right now. He is. Mm-hmm. He, that's how that's Steve's also it's your love language as well. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you've been waiting for that for a while. It's true. I ordered this two hours ago and it finally <laughs> it arrived. Finally I'm arrived. Eating it. That's what you get for being the kind of particular brand of piece of shit that DoorDash is McDonald's. That's hey, right down the street. Uh, don't <laughs> act like you're better than McDonald's, okay? Put some Vegemite on your on your sandwich. Oh, oh. Squirt that yeah. little actually the little anus yeah. uh, Vegemite. Yeah, if you guys aren't aware, are you going to put it on your hash brown? I'm going to put on my idea. hash brown, yeah. Wow. If some of you guys don't know, we have a P.O. box. You can send us stuff on the P.O. box and we do an unboxing stuff and if you go on our YouTube, you can see us open up some of the things we get on our P.O. box and uh, this week's, I don't know if it'll be out by the time this lost episode drops but this week's unboxing we got some vegemite from longtime listener of the show kate and we haven't actually tried it yet so maybe i'll just put a little put a little dash on the hash brown here what could go wrong oh Oh, my god (laughs) you squirted a healthy dose of vegemite (laughs) looks like a little dog turd just (laughs) right on top of my it's a candy you're already you're Uh, eating a salty paste with a salty food mm mm-hmm I'm well, so I, think dry. I think it's typically due on crackers. <laughs> How is it? Not bad, actually. Okay. It kind of works. I don't believe you. It but works okay. with it, actually, yeah. I would do that. I would get a hit of Vegemite on here from all time right, to time. Right. <laughs> Back to Lost. Once again, it's called Lost Episode 10, Raised by Another. What are your overall thoughts? Uh, my overall thoughts, I uh, really enjoyed this episode. I feel like we're getting some good momentum, especially from last episode. Um we're really diving into the lore of the island, which is what you I love have. Lore. I love a good lore. It's way better than data. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think they're doing a good job at exploring the island while also integrating everybody's backstories. Um, obviously with this one, this episode being Claire's. Um, but I also have enjoyed this level of intenseness matched with this level of playfulness. Um, 
So, you know, you have Claire that's dealing with these crazy nightmares and, you know, is false laboring. And then you just have Sawyer wearing these tiny Y2K sunglasses, sunbathing on the beach. Um, so that's been fun um, and playful to watch. Um, I don't know. It's just everything that I've been anticipating for the show is like it's finally coming to fruition. Like, I'm just like, yes, finally, there's like these crazy mystery things happening and like twists and turns. And it's taken us a little bit to get there. I mean, there are there have been some twists and turns previously, but I feel like now we're really getting in the meat of it. And so that's been twistier and turnier. It is. Um, And then I forgot to mention, I haven't done this in a while, but I used to do a few words, no context where I would just pull like bits, like sound bites from the show. I forgot Um, about that. Yeah. And so I I had enough or I noted enough in this episode to be able to do it. Um, And I want to say all of these were said by Charlie, um, but I have dear diary. I swallowed a bug. (laughs) Love Claire. Mm. And then I have blurry bad. (laughs) And one sugar plum fairy, two sugar plum fairy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I really liked this episode. Um, it was it was really fun. And I'm this was the first episode that I was like really wanting to continue on and watch the next one. Usually I've been able to be like, I can wait until next week when we you know record. Yeah. But this episode, I was like, damn, I really want to watch the next one. So yeah, Steve, Teve. It's me, Teve. Hi. Teve. Teve. Uh, no, I, I... What was it? Turty turd. Turty tree. Turty tree. No, so I agree with Madison. This is a... This was a very fun episode, which is... it's Which is funny, because, like... Um, I don't know if this is true for the entire Lost universe, but I feel like, at least for a while, there was this sort of... Um, uh, this belief of people like, oh, it's a Claire episode. Mm. Like, there's just, um, like I remember that being a thing when Lost was on. So when I booted this up on Hulu and saw that it was Claire's first uh, specific episode, I kind of had that like, oh no, I remember these not being great. Mm. Uh, but this episode was really, really good. Um, this was the first time I think in the whole time we've been watching this where I felt uh, the anxiety of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like from the jump when Claire wakes up from her nightmare and she's screaming, like I'm, I was like nervous and anxious about that. Like, Oh my God, is, this, uh, is she okay? What's wrong? Someone help her. And then the whole, the very end of the the show, when it seems like these forces are finally going to come and collide and change the, the, epi- the, the whole trajectory of the show forever. Like you feel that moment when everyone like Saeed's running from camera right to left, but Hurley is, and there's another shot of Hurley running from camera left to right. And you just feel that like things are going to change from here on out. And I, that's why I think this episode's great. It expands the lore and just how quickly the show goes from just a, a bunch of people surviving a plane wreck and just trying to, Hey man, I don't know caves. You want to do that? Uh, to now, like not only did we find the French lady, but she says there's other people in the woods and Oh my gosh, one of them has been here with us the entire time. Uh, what? Ah, so, yeah, this is a very great episode that kind of launches the uh, the show forward in a very, very fun way. Yeah, I think I liked, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I liked this episode the least of the three of us, it seems like. Hmm. Um, now, that is colored through the lens of what I'm going through personally this week, perhaps, sure. with my anxiety attacks and stuff. And also, you mentioned anxiety. and In my current state, when Claire was screaming, I was like... I was on Team Ethan, you know, somebody, somebody <laughs> shut her up, you know, <laughs> we're going to have to silence shut her. her up. <laughs> um, but I also think, 
a lot of what this episode was trying to do just really does not work specifically not to be like in the same line as like toxic people online. That always gives me nothing but chagrin, um, but um, specifically like the psychic and stuff. Um, I think it's unintentionally really funny at a certain point. Um, I do like the huge twist with the manifest and somebody's among us that is mm-hmm. not on the manifest and it's of course it's fucking Ethan. We we kind of shouted that out last week, where I was like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Ethan's in the woods whispering. You yeah, guys were joking about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and you were probably having a ball thinking oh, about. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of called that, up, but I think that's a great twist. Two things made me like laugh that weren't supposed to, though. Specifically, when the psychic it cuts to like uh, months later, and you're supposed to surmise that the psychic has been freaking out, trying to reach her the entire time. But Was the way the that it's call? the way that it's edited. It's just he calls her in the middle of the night. I'll get to it because it'll remind me what was so funny about it. But it's so funny to me that he's just like, seriously. And she's like, stop. And no, I have, a, have, I, I have a funny me. thing about that scene as well. Yeah, that, that's the that is the scene that works the least. It's so bad. episode. Yeah. And also the, when they cut to Saeed running in the jungle, they have not shown Saeed, to my knowledge, in this episode at all. That's the first time you see it. And him. it is just randomly Saeed limping through the trees. And it's so funny to me. Guys, the trees have been whispering, really affirming things to me all day. Like if they were going to, they were just trying to set up, we can't have, I I think it would have worked better if they just had Saeed show up and you were like, oh yeah, rather than showing that insert. Or if they're going to show the insert, they should have done it way earlier in the episode. Uh, Because it it was, it's almost like the editor was like, are they going to remember who Saeed is? We need to, you know, I just, I didn't like it. I don't think it was necessary and it made it unintentionally funny and it kind of broke the tension. Well, I think um, there, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, you're there, fine. I think there is an editing choice because I think, and maybe Steve, this is um, diving into your beach please trivia. Beach but please. I think these episodes are supposed to be released opposite each other. I think Claire was supposed to be released prior to Saeed's episode. That is true. The The working title for these episodes, um, originally Claire's episode was supposed to be first. Saeed's was supposed to be after this episode. But oh, they like were, kind of a go back kind of thing? Yeah, but they rewrote the the endings to to make it make sense that they're not in that order. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. originally when they had the original shooting script, yeah, Claire's episode was supposed to be before Saeed's. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I don't know if that's... Oh, I get it. How it's supposed to look like Saeed shows up. You don't know where he's been. And then the next episode is explaining why he's injured. And yeah. Yeah. That might have worked better. Oh, no. Um, it it kind of doesn't um, for one specific reason, but we'll get to it. In okay. Beach, please. Yeah. Okay. So like, I see why they changed it. Like I, I can totally like what you're thinking. I think, yes, mm-hmm. in a vacuum, I think it does. Narratively, it would be neat. But the other thing they were doing in Saeed's episode wouldn't make sense. Like, oh, we're playing golf. Oh, yeah. Claire's, Claire's been abducted. Let's go play golf. <laughs> right, right. That's fair. Um, I, uh, I again, I, I didn't hate this episode or anything, but it is one of the of the, the lesser ones for me personally. And I think a huge step back from how amazing episode nine was. Uh, but also at the same time, ecstatic with the momentum, like you guys had said, that we're getting the revelation of the whole idea of somebody being amongst the crew that wasn't in the plane crash and dun, it's been dun, there the dun. entire time. That's a, that's a terrifying notion. That's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it was delivered amongst some other kind of silly things. Um, and my, my whole appraisal of psychics and all that kind of stuff might be coloring this as well. Cause mm-hmm. I kind of have a, cause you're like super into them. Yes. Hugely into yeah. to tarot card readings, psychics. Big Actually, psych- I like tarot cards. Big I think psychic the art's club. cool. 
Slut for Psychics. Slutforpsychics.com is actually my domain. <laughs> really? No, don't go there. If you do, it exists. It's not me. Is that um, where you wrote your furry uh, <laughs> part of it? <laughs> part of it. Uh, so we open with the baby and it's Claire. She wakes up. Uh, was it a phantom baby? Right. She's looking around. She's not pregnant anymore. What? Uh, uh, what is she wearing? What is that necklace? Does that have any significance? Did I not notice that before? I think Am I she, forgetting? Uh, she did. I do recognize it. She got it at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Is that correct? Because it's a totem of some kind. I remember we talked about it. We like looked it up. Yeah. I can't remember what exactly or how she got it. Or maybe uh, Charlie gave it to her. I forget. Maybe. We all everybody. I know that for sure. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, this is Dream Claire. Yes. Dream Claire is wandering. She runs into angry Locke who's playing solitaire and losing, I think. <laughs> it looks so like he pissed. was doing tarot readings. I think he's playing solitaire and he's pissed because he mm. knows, you know, when you get to the end and you realize it's unwinnable, it's one of You're those like, ones. Shit. Yeah. God damn it. I got to restart and reshuffle this whole damn fucking it. thing. And she's like, you got to put that side, that column on the jack. And she's, he's like, everybody pays the price now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's and, got the, he's got the black and white eyes, like the game he and Walt, uh, were, we wanted to teach Walt how to play that game. Oh in the yeah. First or second that's episode. what that's from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it go or something? Uh, could be go. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. One of those. Um, and then she wanders into like a, a little, uh, a dream bassinet with like a plain mobile. Uh, and I a, loved that. I, it's detail. great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like a puddle of blood is what's being swaddled in there. So it's a really cool motif. Everything. Yeah. Typically you don't swaddle that. Blood. No. Yeah. No. It's much better to have like it in a container, not like a, or a like tampon, a, like a wrapped. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of cleaning, a lot of mm -hmm. laundry to do. That's true. I like this opening a lot. I, Very good. Yeah. I, I think of all of the openings, this one's been the most. This is one of the more horror episodes. Yeah. Sinister, mm -hmm. yeah. scary. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Claire wakes the, screaming like a, like a crazy banshee. And, uh, and there's actual blood on her hand. That was intense screaming too. Like mm -hmm. it was very well done. Yeah. Legit. Like the I second was, time specifically, it's like grading. Like again, I was like team Ethan in that moment. Just she's, because of my anxiety. She is channeling her scream queen. Yeah. I, I dig mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And her hands are bloody. Charlie's trying to calm her down. Uh, yeah. I really like this, this kind of surreal dream experience that she has. It's it, there's a lot of symbolism in there. I do love uh, this is a motif that comes up a lot in Lost is episodes will start on someone's eye opening. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's how the first episode started with Jack opening yeah, his it was eyes. Literally his iris. I, it happens a lot with people. Um, and so that's just kind of a neat little. Because the whole show is about fucking opening your eyes and seeing what's really here. Yeah. Man. Seeing where you really are. Man. Have your eyes open. I got a beverage, man. <laughs> um and then we go to the past, I think. No, not yet. Jack is treating Claire. Um, she's cut her palms. She's like, it must have been one hell of a nightmare. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Like Jack. Ish. Her fingernails have dug like a quarter inch into her hand. Yeah. That's what Jack said, which is like, Jesus. It's a hell That's, of a nightmare. Yeah. Who's doing your nails, girl? Seriously. And Jack also tells her a story about how he used to talk shit in his sleep and one of his <laughs> girlfriends. And that could just be like a one-off kind of thing, but it seemed mildly important because just because of the detail where she says, what did you say? And he's like, she didn't like it. <laughs> and that, that just seems weird to a, a weird detail to put in there. It seems important, but it might not be. Maybe he was just like, build a dam yeah. <laughs> infrastructure. <laughs> Roads don't go there. <laughs> Pilots up there. That's his thing. He's really, he's out of breath yeah. while he's sleeping. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> 
Get in my house. I think he's caught. <laughs> he seems to have caught his breath. He hasn't really been that way in previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. he's he's he's, he's calming down. down. I think after like ten episodes, one of the directors finally took him aside. They're like Matthew Fox. Hey, love you, buddy. Love you, but. Could you not do, do a marathon thing? before? The uh, audio team is really struggling with these these deep <laughs> breaths. Yeah, he asks her about her OBGYN and like, why was he cool with you flying so late in pregnancy in the third in their third trimester? Mm-hmm. You know, which we had talked about when the show started. I was a little confused about her flying then. Mm-hmm. Um, Eden plenty. She's like, yeah, lots of boring bananas. Um, and then he asks, what was the date that you found out? That you were pregnant. And then we cut to the past, the date she found out she was pregnant. Right. I go back in time. The first time we've had like a little prompt segue to the to flashback like that, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's her in the past. If you were to have a flashback right now, sure. like roughly, uh, what was going on on the date you found out you were pregnant? Mm-hmm. Roughly, if we had if we had the ability to do a flashback. <laughs> like Wayne, Wayne and Garth do that thing from Wayne's World across the screen. <laughs> She's panicking. It's like the That's So Raven, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah you nasty you nasty um and then her douchebag boyfriend wants her to have the baby tomas like, we, we can totally tomas. do this we can totally do this oh Fuck my god tomas. I, I would love to raise i could sell one of my paintings uh and right now it's just sure. painting my numbers but i'm really coming along okay so i hadn't seen this episode in a while uh-huh. i'd kind of forgotten this particular part of uh, her backstory so when thomas is like freaking out and he's like, oh, my gosh. Hey, you know what? We can do this. We can do this. You've got your job. I've got my painting. Soon as he said, I'm like, fucking villain. That's a villain right there. Get away from him, Claire. That guy's bad news. Yeah. I have my art. <laughs> no. I've got my paint. That's you not a job, your- sir. <laughs> you have your fart. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're both kind of panicking. You know, he's like, maybe the test isn't real. You know, they told my my uncle he had testicular cancer, and like, he's dead, Thomas. <laughs> She's also like, I'm six weeks late. Like, yeah. obviously, dude. Yeah, baby, yeah. I, I don't know the math, but the baby's almost here. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> At this point, yeah, correct math. Mm-hmm. You're mathing right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back in the present, Kate is uh, watching the horizon. Uh, her activity sinking into the sand. She's <laughs> like her mommy taught her. Have you guys done that? That was so funny. No. You just stood just, on the shore and yeah, sank. Let yourself sink. No, I do that. I haven't spent. I've, I've spent the that. least amount of time at the ocean out of the three of us, most assuredly. Oh, I don't I know. Don't, I'm, I, I'm pretty I, low. I saw my pole. first ocean like four years ago, and I'm 35. Okay, well, maybe. Well, I was going to say, like, if you're saying that because you're anti-beach, I am also anti-beach. My job is beach, actually, mm-hmm. but it's well, not ocean. No, I don't. I don't enjoy beach. I, I do like I beach, beach but beach don't like me. I don't like beach in every crevice. Sun, sun hurts skin. <laughs> of my body. I do. Get in there. Get in there. Get in there, beach. You love sand. Beach, please. Get, get in, in there, there like a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you're just looking for a reason to use your bidet at this I point. I am. Please <laughs> get something in there. But even like the sand hurts my feet. We yeah. were we were hiking along uh, trying to find this nude beach. Uh, <laughs> we found it. But I never Was noticed that like. Like the big sand, it was like a big sand, like oh, like the sand had broken down. Yeah, it was like this fucking hurts. This fucking sand. What's going on? Right? Like I don't know about beaches, you know. Owie, and then and it's hot too. So I'm like, yeah, ah, ah, ah. yeah. It was a whole thing. Yeah, I was unprepared, so I would die day one. On well, this Kate's island. just sinking in that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no care in the world. She's no, just, she's 
Just let, relaxing. Let Just the water take me. Yeah. <laughs> we Just find cut out. to her. She's like knee deep, <laughs> waist deep. She's, no, oh she's, yeah. she's like the episode. Chest I would have loved that to have been Kate's journey in this episode. And she's like, I'm not moving. I want to see how far I can get. How can we? How far you can said we do? The this? men play golf. I sink. But like all the other characters keep talk, like showing up to talk to her, but no one is addressing that she's like lower and lower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, man, hey, Kate, I know this is kind of like not cool to say right now because you're worried about Saeed, but he'd be proud of you right now. Yeah. What the fuck was that about, man? <laughs> what does this even mean? Uh, Saeed's been I've gone. known that guy for like a week. Right. <laughs> we find out he's been gone a week. Yeah. Uh, and Claire is fit in the bust is basically what Jack says. She's going to. She's fit in the bust. Fit in the bust. She's going to have the baby. She's about a week from from due date. Uh, and then we cut to Charlie, who's bringing Claire some tea. I assume it's Earl Grey, a nice English breakfast tea. I can't be sure. And he um, offers to be her friend uh, with benefits, I think. It's implied that he's, like, proposing at this moment, right? Like, hey. I can I'll be a little more than just your typical friend. You've had a great wink, experience wink. dating unemployed artists, mm -hmm. I think. And I could be the next one. Yeah. How do you like uh an artist that just kicked drugs. Look, Look, I know that I have the least amount of survival skills here. And I think for that reason, I'd be the best one to help you raise this baby. Also, I can't fight so I can protect you. Also, <laughs> I just really want somebody right now. And I'm, I need you to help me emotionally. Listen, that's my sum summation of Charlie. Before you met me, mm -hmm. Charlie, uh, did you have access to delicious creamy peanut butter? Mm -mm. Mm, you didn't. <laughs> were people serving you tea in the middle of the woods? I know. Here's no, the question. Weren't. No, they weren't. Was there really tea in that cup? It was just hot water. Was he just insane? <laughs> and he's keeping this going. Like, brought you some tea. And it's an empty cup. And she's like, I'm tired of the tea parties with this psychotic man. I'm not 12. Please stop making me use my imagination. He's like, anyway. <laughs> she's a, he's like looking at her like, so good. Would you like more sugar? Charlie like just pulls out like dirt and just sprinkles it into Everything he does is probably that way. He probably has sex that way. Ooh, is that a good? Ooh, it was so good, was, wasn't it? Was that a good orgasm you had? Wink. He's you know? just gaslighting her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all, everybody. Yeah. Uh, and we cut back to the past. She, 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 she rebuffs him. Oh, actually, real quick, before we cut back, uh, what do you think Charlie's dream means? Like, have you ever like tried to like, I think it was just like a dream means a silly dream. But no, I hate people that talk about their dreams. In fact, but. yeah, he had a dream where he was, <laughs> he was, uh, what was he driving a bus? His, his teeth, teeth are falling, falling out. out. His yeah. mom was making biscuits and everything smells of bacon. Hmm. I don't think there's I, a, I think it was just purposefully absurd. I love it. His dream. Honestly, if I had a dream where everything smelled like bacon, that's a good start. Don't wake me up. Well, yeah. I know the, the teeth falling out is a sign of anxiety. And if he's driving a bus, I don't know. Maybe he's, it, maybe it's just like he's a very anxious man. He's around boar too much, that. so he just smells the boar. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know. Boars or bacon, kind of. Yeah, and he's driving a bus, which is this big, large vehicle. Maybe he just there's like so he much feels responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Does a bus have a fuselage? And everybody has mummy mummy issues. Technically, mm. it does. It's all. It's one big fuselage. It's, one, it's a fuselage on wheels. Yeah, yeah it is. That's right. <laughs> Bus for short. <laughs> That's what it means. Fusa bus. <laughs> um, and, but she turns him down. Essentially, she understands that he means like I want to be your boyfriend. <laughs> and then he like walks away. Yeah. I'm like, well, what? I think he. I think he 
did well person. My read as a, of course, as a dumb guy was he was obviously very hurt, but he like legitimately meant like, it's cool. It's cool. Like it's give me a second. It's going to take me a bit to get over this, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I mean, I've given you everything I've got to offer my fake tea, my, my peanut fake butter. peanut butter, but <laughs> however, um, you know what I mean? Like he was hurt. Like what do you, it's hard to save face during that when you, when you shoot your shot and you're shot down, it's tough to like, I think he did a decent Rebound. job of not making it super sure, awkward. Yeah. And I, am I wrong? I, I don't think you're wrong. No, no. I, I, but I, but I, but I also kind of like, if I were in that situation, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Well, how are you doing? You doing all right? Yeah. Like she it seemed like she was going through something. No, I do. Like yeah. in my joke soliloquy before this, all this stuff, I do, I do put blame on Charlie. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has anything to offer her. And so it's really selfish other than, cause he wants the comfort of yeah. her. Mm-hmm. He can't really offer her much at all. And so it's really, and it, like, there's a lot going on right now. She's nine months pregnant on an island. Well, and it's I think she, she kind of like, alludes to why he is feeling this way towards her. And it's, uh, this is later in the episode, but essentially she's like, I don't want to be saved. Like that's kind of what you're, why you're wanting to be with me is to make yourself feel like you're, you have a purpose type of thing. Yeah. And you know, 100,000% when it cuts away, he's making her listen to him play guitar. Like, <laughs> it's literally just like Barbie. He's playing yeah. Push by Matchbox 20. Which I'll be the first one to say, fire ass song. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> uh, we cut back to the past. Claire is moving in with Thomas. She's things are moving along. Thomas. She's going to see a psychic. It's just something that she's into. Mm. You know, she's into astrology. She's into tarot. She's into psychics. Yeah. Just feels a little silly, but I want to see what he says. Psychics can be fun. That psychic is the worst psychic of all time. He's the opposite of what Charlie did. He doesn't just try to disguise his panic to not upset her at all. Like that is the worst way. It's the most obvious uh, something you, oh, you have a Damien Omen baby. Yeah. Right? Reaction I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you go to see a psychic and they touch your hands and they just immediately just dissolve into a puddle of anxiety and fear and say, get the fuck out. Like that is not good. No, no not, not good a good feeling. He won't take her money. He kicks her out. Also, if a psychic sucks so bad, if a psychic ever did that to me, my first thought would be like, mm, "What a good marketing strategy!" Because now I'm gonna go out and be like, "Whoa, I must have upset the the spirits." That guy must be good. Well, he gave her her money back. I know that, but yeah, he's he's like he's playing the long game. Like she leaves, and he's like, "I think that went well." I'm gonna charge She's gonna go double. spread the word of mouth about my <laughs> psychic abilities. I saw the Damien Omen baby coming a mile away. People are gonna be confused. And they're gonna come to my shop, and I'm gonna give them all the. <laughs> The, the, the psychic energy I can provide them for 200 bucks a session. Mm. Okay, take it with TD. <laughs> That's what that sounded like. Yeah. Amen. Restarby, the psychic. Yeah. Come inside, I will read your tarot cards. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever been to a psychic? No. no. Oh, man, I have. How many times? Once. Okay. Yeah. How was it? Uh, hilarious in hindsight. I love that. I've been to those like <laughs> puppet women that you put like a, uh, a quarter. Like, like in a- pig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One oh. of those. Yeah, that's true. Did you become big? <laughs> I did not. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually 11. Oh, <laughs> oh well, that makes a lot of sense. That's, yeah, makes <laughs> a lot of sense, actually. Damn. Guys. I've never done a psychic or any of those machines. The only, like, weird supernatural thing I've done is a Ouija board, mm. which I think I've talked about that on the show before. But anyway. Yeah, we went to a psychic. This is when I was uh, together with Sam still. And we went to a psychic as like a laugh. 
and we're just having a laugh. This was this was very problematic at the time, and but in hindsight, it was kind of funny. Where like she read us and was like, "Oh wow, are you guys getting married soon?" Which we were. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, you guys are going to be together for so long. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Oh, man. So long. Oh, you're going to have twins. You guys are going to have twin babies. And mm. I'm just like, don't, don't, don't bring up babies, please. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that didn't come back and bite us at all. Not uh, even a little bit. Oh, Not even a little man. bit. <laughs> well, maybe she knew and she knew that's what she needed to say to set you on the path. Yeah. Short we, Erica. We left. We left like, oh boy, from word of mouth, they're going to say how bad we are. People are going to come in here and yeah. see just how bad it can get. Boy, howdy. <laughs> boy. I don't think Australia should send him a message howdy. saying you were not Australian. Right. <laughs> Ma'am, you were uh over Up- 10. Yeah. <laughs> Update. Zero. I'm gay. Uh, <laughs> back to the present. Claire uh, has another nightmare as w- it was my read as I was taking these notes of someone trying yeah. to get the baby, but she thinks somebody really did try to kidnap the baby and like inject something in her stomach, uh, which actually turns out maybe that was going on. Who knows mm-hmm. what Ethan be up to mm-hmm. Jack yeah. and Hurley uh, start scanning. So they believe her and they start scanning the perimeter. They send out the troops uh, and Hurley's got a, another good idea. He's like, Hey, you mean go- Hugo Reyes? Yeah. Hugo Reyes. <laughs> He's like, People call me Hurley. That's not even my fucking name. Like, that's how little we know about each other. Yeah. My name is Hugo Reyes. You mm-hmm. know, he's like, I was spot on with the golf thing. Listen to me here. Hugo knows things. We need to do a census of the island. That way we can kind of track who the criminals are. And I love the path he takes to get to that point. He's like, I'm looking at, I'm out here looking for a psycho with Scott and Steve. And I have this realization who's Scott and Steve. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. It's a very good point. It's a very, know these guys. It's a very good, like fourth wall kind of joke. Cause there are like 40 something survivors. So anytime a new person just shows up on screen, it's like, who's that? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I, I had this thought watching this, uh, because back in the day, this is how TV was like, they were writing, shooting and airing episodes at the same time. Right. So mm-hmm. you didn't just film all 22 episodes. Like it was an ongoing process. So TV shows had an ongoing dialogue with the audience and they could react and change things that were or were not working. And they might've been like some online feedback of like random people keep showing up that have supposedly been there the whole time. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so it could have been on their mind when they really kind of called attention to it in this way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a bold move for the reason of you can't really drop Ethan's anymore. Once you do this, I mean, I guess they didn't, we weren't privy to the the entire census, so they could still just randomly introduce people, I guess. Yeah. But it makes it a little more weird um, mm-hmm. when they're making an effort to call attention to it like this. Yeah. So they've got like, of all the background characters, they've got like Scott, Steve, Lance. Yeah. Um, Ethan. E- well, Ethan. But like, I, I can't think of all. Uh, there are a couple other. There was like a woman. People. There was in a woman. This episode that I hadn't met before. Yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll definitely get some more people pop up out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've been here the whole time. It's season three. What? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just think that's, that's just the nature of TV. I mean, that's kind of how Yellow Jackets were. I mean, we met yeah. three new characters in the beginning of I really wish two. I had seen Lost before Yellow Jackets because there were so many people talking about Lost while watching Yellow Jackets. Yeah, and now it's like, of, I 100% get why. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of parallels between the two no shows. There is no Yellow Jackets without Lost. Mm-hmm. Um but then Charlie brings Claire a blanket. And he's still, he's not sore about being, you know, didn't right. 
It's Lo- a real blanket. Lost ate a boar so that yellow jackets could eat a Jackie. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. Put that on that's LBXD. A, that's a tweet. Put no, that, that's a tweet. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm going to use that later. Thanks. Nobody will know. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to the past and uh, Thomas comes home. He's being weird. She's like six months pregnant now or something. And She's like, hey, I got these drapes from this woman named Kate. <laughs> they're, they're decent. Yeah, that's in my notes as well. Are they Kate's drapes? <laughs> and suddenly he's like, I can't do this. He's, he's breaking up with her six months pregnant. He's really leaning into the Claire. I, I, I've got to do my, I've got to do my painting. All right. I just realized. What that. about my painting? Claire. This is like a lot, Claire. Uh, and he, he breaks up with her. What a dick. He says that she got pregnant on purpose. Yeah. That's He's a shit. piece of shit. Yeah, you wanted all my painting money that's going to come. And this is all a plot for alimony. Like, you have nothing, dude. He's a stinker. You've, you've got a flat. Literally, the last time we were in this flat was before she moved in. And now we're here and she lives here. And the place looks a million times better. Yeah. Way better. What are you bringing to the dra- table? They have drapes now. They have drapes now. She got them from Kate. She's making $5 an hour at the burger farm. You're bringing in nothing. Fish yeah. and fry. Fish and fry. Yeah, what is he? He does not go like because he comes home and he's like, Oh, do you have a bad day? Doing what? Literally painting. Mm, I was out Michael's trying to, you know, they didn't have cerulean. They didn't have cerulean. I'm, I need cerulean. I'm in my cerulean period. It's my era. <laughs> it's my cerulean period. Yeah, this is my painting, Thomas's version. Yeah. Um, thank you, Madison. I got you. Don't uh, worry. I'm, I'm on the same page as you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, the season of gift giving. If you're like me, you've waited until late December to think about it. And now everything that you try to order on a website is not going to arrive until after Christmas. That's the opposite of the holiday spirit. That's stressful. We've got a gift that you can give yourself. You can get a subscription to BetterHelp and give yourself the gift of therapy. If you've never tried therapy before, it's a great way to get into it. You can fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a therapist. And if you don't like them or you're not meshing, it's easy to switch. You can just get another one. And it's all online, so you don't have to stress about the traffic and the driving and the location and all the logistical things that always help you talk yourself out of giving therapy a try. So I think you should do it. This holiday season, lower the stress a little bit. Give yourself the gift of mental wellness. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash things. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays and happy streaming, everybody. This month, we want to give a special shout out to all of our patrons who keep the lights on at streaming things. But we especially want to give a special shout out to the super patrons. They are Kaylee Sampson, Stan Valentino, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Brent Stradamus, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Optimus, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Little Tickler, Svento7, Jace Gramo, Haley Anderson, A.K. Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Loughlin, Joey Stewart, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Linda Eklund, Emmy, Joe Velez, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving Mortal, Suzanne Rode, Lauren Waller, Jadinklage Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Ryan Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and of course, Enza. Thank you all so much for supporting the show, and with that let's get back to it we're cutting back to the present and it's hurley taking the census as he had talked about he gets to john locke who freaks him the fuck out which is hilarious <laughs> uh you know because he kind of gives him the third degree about 
asking him the questions. Who watches the Watchmen, Hurley? Exactly. <laughs> uh, me? I'm just fucking with you. Uh, what were you doing in Australia? Looking for something. Uh, gotcha. Looking for something. Okay. Did you find it? It found me. It found me. <laughs> <laughs> Not cagey at all. Which I like. No further questions. I'm with yeah. John Locke on this. You, you don't answer cops' questions. <laughs> you just don't. No need. He starts filming Hurley. Oh, yeah? He's taking census? <laughs> what, what are you doing here? Yeah. What did you find? Can't just uh, pour sand out of a baby's shoe on a piece of hide on a beach anymore without I being do, fucked with? I do love, like, what is he doing? I, I love that he's just pouring sand out of a shoe. I guess it's like right. curing it into a, I don't know. I, I just, you guys, maybe something to do with the tanning. But I did right? love yeah. the utility Whatever of the it is, baby it's shoe. Important. Yeah. Yeah. And where is that baby? That's very sad. The baby. The baby. I assume there's a, they, I don't want to say it out loud, but where can we, it looks like there's a dead toddler on the plane crate, on the fuselage. Cause there's Did just a that? baby shoe that nobody needs anymore. And oh. John Locke's oh. using for sand. You're saying that the implication of a missing baby sh- uh, shoe yeah. implies that there's a dead child there's somewhere already, that yeah. we haven't seen. Yes. Probably. Yes. Unfortunately. We cut to Jack who's telling Charlie and Kate that he thinks that Claire was, was dreaming. Right. Uh, and then Charlie's very offended. He's very defensive mm-hmm. of Claire. What do you say, man? What do you say? My girl's crazy. She's not. She's not. She's a princess. Have it for real. <laughs> yeah. We eat peanut butter. That's not there. That doesn't make us crazy. Jack. Yeah. All right. Oh, so we drink fake tea, whatever, dude. Oh yeah. Like you haven't, but her orgasms are real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Charlie. No. Uh, oh wait, those were dreams. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So Jack, he t- I, I, Again, I'm not a doctor, but he talks about this whole early labor thing is funny to me. It's like she's due in a week, bro. Like, I don't think that like early labor to me is just like, I mean, she can go and labor at any time. Yeah. The baby being born a week before due date is not even early. No, it's completely fine. It's it's term. (laughs) And so it's a weird plot line. Um, Like, you know, five weeks, even three. That's that's might have some complications, yeah. mm-hmm. but, but a week is not. Come on, bro. I don't think there's any major health issues or precautions you would need to take with a baby born a week. I prior. mean, it's already she's probably gonna die having a baby on an island with people who don't know what they're doing. Because like, even well, if you're a doctor, even if you're a doctor, <laughs> he's not a doctor that knows a lot about delivering babies. It's not his expertise. Uh, he'll do his best and I'm sure she'll be fine. If that baby has a spine, Jack has a chance. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And so anyway. Everyone get back. I know how spines work. (laughs) It's got fluid. I know that. It's getting in it. It's true. (laughs) Uh, And then we cut to, uh, was it? Well, Hurley goes to Ethan and talks to him. Yeah, he he tries to get... uh, he questions Ethan about the the census, but mistakes him for Lance. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, no, dude, my name's Ethan. He, and oh, he's like, Lance is that skinny little guy with red hair. I'm Ethan Rom from Ontario. Ah, love Canada. You guys got uh, Canada famously with no exports, right? Famously, yeah. <laughs> no maple syrup or anything. Uh, and then Ethan's like, hey, uh, what's this all about? What's this for? I don't want to be, I'm not cage or anything. I'm like, yeah. I'm not being shady at all. I'm just gathering what appears to be apples. In I, the know I, <laughs> I know I know I just first appeared last episode, but uh, you guys can trust me. I go hang out with John Locke in the, at the night. At the night. At the night. At the night. I am a first cousin of famously harmless Scientology member Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. You can trust me. <laughs> you can trust me. Uh, and then we cut to Jack uh, telling Claire that they didn't find the culprit. In fact, Claire... I got good news, though. The culprit is not real. 
uh, so I have a sedative I think you should take. <laughs> and she's like, what? And she gets upset. She storms off. Uh, I'm not faking it. I'm not crazy. Um, and she goes back to the beach. I'm going back to beach. I'm going back to beach. Going back to beach. Everything was way more chill on the beach. And Charlie's very protective, so he runs off to, what'd you say to her? Ugh. What'd you do? Chases it's her. kind of appropriate that she saw John Locke in her dreams now that she's telling everyone, don't tell me what I can't do. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he famously wanted to go on like a jungle excursion in a wheelchair. Right? Walkabout. A walkabout. Walkabout. Wheelabout. <laughs> now, that wasn't funny when I said it, so I don't know why it's funny when you do, but it is. That leads me to believe it was funny when I said it. <laughs> Back in the past... Um, she goes back to the psychic, Mr. Malkin, and she's like, read me now, bro. And he's like, all right, I've had some time to calm down. <laughs> and he, he agrees to. My gorilla style marketing <clears throat> campaign did not work out. I saw I, a thing. I need the money. It was a little blurry. <laughs> gorilla marketing campaign. <laughs> it's times have been tight. Should have taken that money. I'm almost out of Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all right, full disclosure. <laughs> what I saw was blurry. <laughs> Which is bad. Might have been good. Could be one of two things. It could be a blurry baby or Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. We don't know. <laughs> we used to watch a channel when I was a kid. 72. Pretty blurry. Every now and then. If you're patient, you can see a boob. <laughs> it's clear uh, enough. And he Crikey, says to her, look at the size of it. <laughs> look at the size of that nipple. <laughs> that bosom. Isn't she a beauty? <laughs> Isn't she a beauty? Crikey. Just, oh, we're just diving to Steve Irwin. <laughs> Steve Irwin watching porn. <laughs> oh, oh, lovely. Oh, wow. I'm going to stick my thumb right up his butthole. Uh, oh. <laughs> look at that gate over there. It looks like a Vegemite aperture. Look at that. Aperture. <laughs> 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 his butthole. Yeah. Look at oh, this thing. Oh my I don't know gosh. if you're able to see it because it's got the brown of now the Vegemite. The brown. You're pointing it at me. Pulsate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Container. I hate it too. It's so gross. Ah. Any hoozle. Anyway. <laughs> he tells her it is crucial that you yourself raise this child. Danger surrounds this baby. There is no happy life without you for this baby. And she's like, oh, I was going to give it to adoption. He's like, that is the fucking opposite of what I just That's said. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to the psychic. Literally, it's a hard cut to her sleeping from her storming out, telling him, I'm giving this baby up for adoption. Well, I think that that's a commercial break. So if you're watching it, it when it aired, when she storms out at the end of that flashback commercial break, uh, we come back from commercial. She's in her bedroom. It was but my viewing of this was hard cut to her sleeping. The phone ringing <laughs> and the psychic going, I've got a plan. And I'm like, <laughs> this is comedy. What is going it's on? It's also right been now? like a couple of weeks, it's, right? It's been months. Yeah. She's like, you've been calling me for months. Yeah. Uh, and she's like much more pregnant now. So the idea is that he's been hounding her, and this is like so important to him that she raised this baby. Um, so, uh, so I, I was, I knew it was a commercial cut. Uh, so when it comes back to her, that would help for sure, but it still wouldn't. Fix no, it. it's it doesn't because so the thing I thought was funny about the scene was when it comes back to her in her bed and he's calling her. I thought it was the beginning of another one of her dreams. Yeah, because the way it's set up, it's like she's perfectly lit in the bed. But the edges of the bed and the screen are perfectly mm. dark and you they they put in like some like outside crickety noises. So I was like, oh, is this like a fun little uh, dream sequence where her bed, it's going to start out where she's in her bed and then it pulls back like, oh, she's in the jungle. Mm. Whoa. Uh, but no, it wasn't that. It was just him. No, like, he really cool. does call her. Hi, have you told your friends about how you can come on down and 
get a psychic reading from me. Yeah. I'm not really seeing a return on my investment of creeping you out. Yeah. Which I was trying to think Tell how... them to use the code Claire and they'll get 10% off. <laughs> I was trying to think, post it on your MySpace. I was trying yeah. to figure out how he got her number. And then I was like, our phone He's book's psychic. a thing? He's literally He's psychic, like, Madison. Oh, duh. Shit. You got me there. You got me there. Yeah, but yeah, I assume a phone book. Phone book? When yeah. those existed? Yeah. Existed? Ah, look up. Claire, pregnant lady. <laughs> right here. 555. Five, five. Well, we do find out her last name in this. She's it, single now. Claire. Littleton. Littleton. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it, uh, you know, he calls her in the middle of the night. Blah, blah, blah. Back to the present. Charlie chases down Claire. He has a pretty good logic. Oh, so to prove you're not crazy, you storm off into the jungle by yourself. All pregnant. All pregnant. Pregante. Pregante. <laughs> My pregante. Pregnant. Yes, it is. Um, and then uh, it's Hurley doing the census. He we meet Shannon Rutherford. She's 20. Boone's very liberal. What's up with your little Patriot Act? Right. That's what <laughs> Shannon says. He's liberal. Uh, <laughs> and then the, he's like, oh, bad news. Claire got attacked. And then Shannon's packing up and she stops. She's like, I'm not going to the rape caves. Uh, I mean, was, fair. Yeah. There, there is a kind of nothing the, wrong with this that. is actually kind of a funny joke if you've been paying attention the last couple episodes, because like every time you the, the brief moments you see Boone and Shannon is I think Boone's trying to convince her to go to the caves full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks like in this moment they're packing up to actually go to the caves and this little bit of knowledge is like, I ain't going there. Yeah. <laughs> like, never mind. So I think it's like, this very, fuck. very subtle little joke that's been kind of laid across the last couple episodes. Yeah. They should have had her in the cave. She needs to stay near that eucalyptus. I know. At this point. What would she do without mm-hmm. it? Mm-mm. Right. I don't know. That'd um, be cool. And then he thinks, was it Boone that tells him about the, that tells Hurley about the manifest? Yes. Yeah. Boone's smart guy. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, we had a list of everybody on the island. Like, hey, I ain't just beauty. I'm also That's right. Brain. I said, That's hey, right. make it easy on yourself. That's right. Find the list that already exists. And he's like, oh, that is a sweet, dope idea. Who's got it? Who else? And I love that they did this. This saved the episode for me. This is a great scene. I don't like when you beat a dead horse. Leave the horse alone. <laughs> Especially since we've had kind of a breakthrough with Sawyer's character, and they call attention to that because Hurley <laughs> goes up to Sawyer, and rather than the plot that we've expected to develop this entire episode. Hold on. What? Did no one else see that plane yeah. flying in the background yep. of this? That was no. in my beach plane. Hurley, yeah. Hur- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, there, the, the wide shot where Hurley approaches Sawyer. There's a plane. There's a plane flying in the flying sky behind him. Above. Is that an accident? Yeah. Yes. And I just was like, <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Well, that's perfect, though. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's funny. Anyway, continue. Sorry. We um, keep waving at him. <laughs> hey, hey that's save them us. In the plane. <laughs> Those are the others. Yeah. Well, that's, it's no, that's Hurley. Simu- it's just a simulation. Uh, They're stuck in a time loop. Yeah. Uh, that's them about to crash. Now there's oh, wow, going to be two Hurleys and two Jacks and Ooh, two Kates on the island. Two Kates. Uh, Madison, are we, getting look, <laughs> are we getting a look in your fan fiction again? <laughs> Maybe. That's going to be my spinoff show. I'm pitching two Kates. It's just two Sawyers trying to steal from each other. It's like two broke girls, but it's just two Kates (laughs) standing on the beach sinking. (laughs) I love it. Who will win? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's a contest. Uh, So Hurley goes to Sawyer and he's like, look, man, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot you straight. Just give me the manifest. Uh, And then Sawyer's like, Ooh, Sawyer's wearing those wacky sunglasses. I love his glasses. Yeah. And he calls Ah. he calls him stay puffed. (laughs) The marshmallow man. All right, stay puffed. I like your style. He's like, come on, man. You could you could use some points he's right like, now. You could use the points. And he's like, mm. 
Okay, it's in the brown suitcase. All right. And thank God we don't have to deal with the whole uh, give me uh, a hand job. I don't know. Whatever. I, I would have liked it if he's like, hey, Stay Puff, I'll give it to you for a kiosk. <laughs> That's true. He just said, plot Hugo, twist. Hugo, give me a kiosk. I'm on your big old lips. <laughs> and Hurley just takes the sunglasses off and puts it on him. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> kissy kiss. and then it fades to black uh charlie is still trying to bring claire back to the caves she starts going into labor contractions <gasps> oh no Ooh. and he he decides if i can kick drugs i can deliver a baby which is how he revealed to her that he was a drug addict mm-hmm. and she's like mm, get away go get jack yeah go get please. jack please uh then we cut one sugar plum fairy two, two sugar, sugar plum, plum fairy <laughs> we gotta we gotta time the uh, contractions yes we cut to the past um she is discussing giving the baby to the stewards. Uh, they're paying her like Arlene, six figures. Arlene and Joseph. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's. A, uh, they're paying her a lot of money to to purchase this baby legally. I assume. How um, much was it again? It's like a hundred and something thousand dollars. Oh. I know it was at least twenty thousand after the hospital visit. Yeah. So it's like they were, yeah. and they were like going to board her at a place mm-hmm. near the hospital yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. give her a whole good life. Uh, yeah. And then the pen wouldn't work. Ooh. Not just one pen, two pens. Really? Yeah, they, they yeah. the when first it, one wasn't working and then they gave her another one. But she didn't write on the second one. No, the no, third the, one's the one she doesn't write on. Because so oh. the pen she has doesn't work. The lawyer's like, here, use mine. That one doesn't work. And then I think Arlene third gives pen? her a third pen. Okay. And that's when she's like, actually, you know what? I feel like this is a sign. Yeah. And then they go, no. 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 Claire. I did feel bad for Arlene in that moment. Yeah. She goes to the psychic very sad. and says, what's your offer? I'll give you 12 grand for the baby. No. <laughs> uh, back in the present, Charlie is running through the jungle and he ends up running into Ethan. And he says, hey, you go get Jack. I'm super useful in this situation. So I'm going to go back to Claire, which he's not. This just keeps killing me about Charlie. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do anything. I guess good emotional support, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess just being there while she's. So and she's not alone. The music is intense. He's mm-hmm. just uh, running through the jungle. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Wrong Mopather. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Mopather. Um, I don't know why I have this quote. Someone promised me it'd be different. He was wrong. That's my quote. I don't know who said that or why. Oh, Claire said that about the psychic. Mm. Yeah, oh, okay. Charlie, so Charlie returns back to her, to her. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Clerk's reference. Yeah. And <laughs> she said, someone promised me it would be different. He was wrong. And then it goes to the flashback. That's right. And we cut, it's kind of past and present more than usual cut back and forth here. It's yeah. the psychic. He says, hey, there's an, a couple in Los Angeles, which is where she was flying when oh, I crashed, that will adopt Allah. the baby. It's so weird, though, his whole, like, I'll give you six now and six when you land. Like, it's like a drug deal. You know what I mean? Like, but I can't trust you. I don't want you running off with that baby. Which 12000 is not a lot. Well, in 2004. I mean, <laughs> it's like I guess. 14000 Oh, my God, yeah. Think how many Zooms you can get with that what? money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rent back then was affordable. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could buy a house with that. That's three months Seriously. rent now. That's a down payment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, he, but he's yeah, he's he's really adamant. Like, no, you have to take this ticket. He's very the flights about tomorrow. It. it has to be this flight, and it's mm-hmm. intercut with Charlie telling Claire, "No, Claire, what if he knew? He, what if he knew?" And my notes are, "New fucking what, Charlie?" Because again, I'm having an anxiety issue, and I'm like, I don't know where, I don't see where this is going yet. But then I get it. Oh, he wanted her to crash. He's psychic. He wanted her demon baby to die. It's the old, well, well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but it was the only way he can guarantee that the baby would be raised by Claire because she would be yeah. literally stuck on an island with it. 
Yeah. 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 And then we get a quick shot of Saeed limping through the jungle. Ha ha. Are mm-hmm. my notes. There was no couple of notes. This is literally right at the end. They're just like, oh, yes, yeah, Saeed. Um, <laughs> the contractions stopped and uh, she ends up going, heading back to the caves. Um, Saeed, meanwhile. meanwhile <laughs> I, loved, I loved uh, Charlie's uh, birthing emergency averted. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Saeed uh, shows back up at the caves. And he's like, I found the French woman, ah, but I'm super thirsty. We're I'll tell alone. you guys in a second. I'm not alone. Wait, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's obvious by me being here with Did you guys. Did anyone else get bothered that Jack tore what has to be one of maybe two or three pairs of pants that fit Saeed? <laughs> <laughs> like, take the, who would be being fucking shy now? Take the pants off, my guy. We got to save clothing here. She's just wanting to be dramatic. Kate's not going to be able to make us pants. I'm telling you no. guys. <laughs> no, she's already next. She can maybe do, <laughs> she can maybe do skirts. Um, and then we cut, you know, Charlie and Claire uh, feels the baby kick. Hurley's running around. He shows up right as Saeed's dropping his bombs. And Hurley's like, Jack, we I'm got serious. A I know you're, you're usually out of breath. Now I'm out of breath. Check this out. One of the names wasn't on the manifest. So somebody is amongst us that was not on the plane. And, and then who it was cuts it? to Ethan showing up to Pragers and, and Charlie. Like, Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. I know how to deliver a baby. C-section style. Ethan Rum. You know my real baby name is? man. Caesar. <laughs> Whoa. Mm. Caesarean. Mm. <laughs> Ethan Caesarean sections, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the third. <laughs> it's a family business. But yeah, so at yeah. the end of the episode, there's this big reveal that Ethan is was not an original plane member, I assume. Mm. I, I, that seems to be where they're going. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is looking at uh, Claire and Charlie ominously. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to tell you a little bit about my cousin's uh, Scientology. You guys got a minute? Yep. The baby sure could use it. Mm-hmm. How do you know about Xenu? so now it's time for beach please beach please guys this is the segment of the show where i give you a little peek behind the curtain that is this episode behind the scenes knowledge things that were rewritten little goofs like a plane in the background of a scene yes all is worthy on beach please you guys ready to dive into this yes yes all right guys this may seem like a small thing to you but it will become a bigger thing this is a little bit of a spoiler but uh, whatever uh this is the first episode where the flight number is mentioned oceanic flight 815 is the name of the flight they were on that crash that will be a term that is used hella often going forward in the show i just thought like earth 616 kind of Yeah, like this is a this this plane Oceanic eight one five. Like that is a number that you'll hear a lot on this show going forward. I just Mm -hmm. thought it was interesting that should I get a tattoo? You should get a tattoo eight one five on my neck. There are several different numbers that pop up in the show that you should get a tattoo. Sixty nine. Oh boy, howdy! (laughs) Was that on the plane mobile? Uh, you know, I don't know if it was on the plane mobile. The the psychic is the one that says it Uh, when he gives her the the ticket. ticket. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was interesting that this important number isn't actually ever really said until the 10th episode yeah. of the first season. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We, we kind of touched on this before, but we get a lot of name reveals in this episode. Harley's, re- her, Hurley's real name is Hugo Reyes. Well, when we talked about Claire, her last name is Littleton and Shannon's last name is Rutherford, which I can't think of the name Rutherford without thinking of the character from Lower Decks. Who goes okie dokie all the time? So now I'm just picturing Shannon going okie dokie. Okie dokie. Uh, during a Q and A session 
in July of 2009, executive producer Jack Bender revealed that the director of this episode, Rita Grabiek, pushed for the opening sequence of Claire's dream to be shot in black and white. Despite politely refusing her suggestion, she kept pushing for it and he had to overrule her. In the end, this resulted in Marita never working on Lost again. Oof, yeah, that's so the, tough. The director of this episode apparently did not have a good time filming it because she wanted to do the dream sequences in black and white and mm. was overruled. Oh, so the director wanted black and white. Yeah. And then she was never allowed to work on the show again. She didn't want to work on the show again. Oh. She just left and wouldn't work with them ever again. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, here's the thing, though. She was wrong. I think black and white would have sucked. <laughs> For this style of show, I I agree with you. It would seem I out of place. Agree, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the whole point of the show is to make you like, is this happening yeah, now? You don't is this like, real? Anything to stand out is like definitely fake. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's so. tough. Yeah. Yeah. Peace out then. Yeah. But bye, Felicia. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Go shoot Mank. <laughs> Go shoot Mank. <laughs> it's black and white. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> She went on to direct The Artist. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about this before, but um, this is this episode had the production number of 107, mm-hmm. while the previous episode, Solitary, had the production number of 108. And it was confirmed uh, by producers of the show that the episodes were written in that order and the ending scenes were re-edited uh, when it was decided to switch their order. And on Jorge Gar- Garcia's podcast, the actor who plays Hurley, uh, he said they switched the order because it would be weird for the characters to start playing golf when Claire and Charlie are missing. 100% yeah, valid. I agree. <laughs> so very good choice uh, for that. Uh, we already talked about the plane in the background of the scene with so Hurley and Sawyer. I love continuity errors. They're my favorite. <laughs> uh, Nick Jameson, who plays psychic Richard Malkin in this episode, is actually in a ton of different movies that has very small parts. Um, he's actually in about every single video game you've ever played, but it is funny because if you look at his IMDb, almost all of his credits are additional voices. So I guess he's all the people going, like in the background of video Uh, games. That's cool. Um, and then you'll like this. Kiro Donald, who plays Thomas in this episode is probably best known as his role as Todd from Wedding Crashers. The oh. brother who wants to play tummy sticks with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. You want to play tummy sticks? That's such a Thomas thing to do. And doesn't he paint him as well? Yeah, he's like a he's the painting oh, kid yeah, in the family. A, he's yeah, the same painter. guy. Yeah, that's funny. That's what happens to this character. That's what he did after he abandoned Claire. Yeah. He got adopted by a, a rich like Manchester family. Yeah, his patrons. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I want to paint you. Uh, and then, A, we, we talked about this as well. Uh, William Moppather, who plays Ethan, has a very famous cousin, Tom Cruise. Oh. What was Tom's I original was a joke. name? <laughs> no, no, no you, you know about Tom's name change. Thomas Moppather IV is Tom Cruise's real name. That's Cruise right. is his middle name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, a Moppather that plays Ethan. Yeah, so William is the youngest cousin of uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, William is also from Louisville, Kentucky. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. So is Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yes, she is. Uh, I did see an interview with William Mopather, who um, it was kind of funny. It was kind of sad because I guess people ask him all the time, like, what's it like being Tom Cruise's cousin? Oh, that's a bummer. And I, I did see an interview, like, uh, which I guess is more recent than Lost, but he's like, people don't ask me about Tom as much anymore, which is good. They ask me about my own stuff, which I'm very proud of. Good. <laughs> yeah, and great. like, good for you, buddy. Yeah. And it's one of those things, I think, uh, did a patron reach out to us initially and say, like, hey, that's actually Tom Cruise's cousin? 
Yeah, I mean, we had talked about this, I think, when we talked about doing Lost. Um, or you mentioned that his cousin was on Lost when I dropped the story about the real name of Tom mm. Cruise, something like that. So but all of us had forgotten. Yeah. We, and then somebody reached out and I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. We he finally to, showed up and I totally forgot. We forgot mm-hmm. to talk about it. And it's so interesting because if if you look at that actor and you're like, oh, that's a cousin of Tom Cruise, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And obviously, it looks like if Tom Cruise was a normal person and aged correctly. <laughs> right. You know. No, I, I see the resemblance. Yeah. Like if he hadn't had his thetans removed, that's what he would look like. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a non-Scientology mobather looks like. Yeah. Uh, and then the last bit of Beach Please is, I think, a little bit of an error in the writing, which I think is funny. Uh, as you know, the manifest that Hurley finds has everyone's names on the plane. Sawyer is not Sawyer's real name. Uh, so you would wonder, and it is a name that he has seemingly just decided to call himself on the island. Mm-hmm. No one else knows his real name. So theoretically, you would think, guys, guys, there's two people not on this list and a mysterious person we can't account for. Yeah. Sawyer and Ethan. But uh, that is something they do not uh, bring up. Bring up, at least in this episode. It's a flub, yeah. It is brought up in a later episode, but um, I think it's because they remember, realized they fucked up and they had to write something in. Later, yeah. like, oh shit, we forgot about that. Whoops. Well, do we know his last name? Is that we don't we don't know Sawyer's real name, period. Oh, okay. Because right. he was like, Do you want to know my real name? You ain't ready for it. Psych. <laughs> it's <Yes>. Paul. <laughs> what? Paul. It's like the most unoffensive name. Hi. Paul Gary. Hi. I hate Paul. that it's two first names. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul. Hi. I'm Paul Gary. Do you like I'm my Y2K sunglasses? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hope yes. all the computers don't crash. Oh boy, that would be bad. <laughs> but you know what? That concludes this episode's edition of Beach Please. Beach. What a robust Beach Please. Uh, now it's time for our Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments of the episode. Madison, what is your number three? My number three is Charlie and Claire drinking tea or supposedly drinking tea. Mm, we don't know. Quote unquote tea. Yes, uh, I just thought it was a very sweet moment. They've had a lot of moments uh, this episode, but I really enjoyed that one um, where, you know, you really see Charlie wanting to comfort her and be her friend. Um, It's sad that she kind of rejects him in a way, but it just was a very sweet moment. Uh, Steve, what is your name? Number three. (laughs) What is your name? (laughs) Uh, My number three moment is... um, the uh, Claire's nightmare scene at the very beginning of the episode. Uh, mm. I just really felt the anxiety of the moment. I felt the fear. Uh, I always love a fun, surreal dream sequence. You can have a lot of fun with those type of things in in in, in media. And I think they did a good job with that one. And it really sets up um, the nature of this episode. This episode is a lot more... Um, uh, it's not scary, but there's a lot more tension and like something's mm-hmm. going to happen with this baby at any given moment. And you really feel that throughout the episode. And I think it was a very good way to set up this episode. And that's why it's my number three. Yeah. My number three was also the moment between Charlie and Claire uh, where he offers her his friendship. Um, it just seemed really tender. Again, I do think it's a little selfish, but I understand it. And I think um, it worked. You saw something harmless and earnest in him Mm -hmm. and then something very understandable in her reaction as well. And so it just seemed like a really nuanced human moment captured Mm -hmm. well in a TV show. And so that's why it's my number three, Mm -hmm. Madison, your number two. My number two is the Ethan reveal. The whole sequence where Hurley is like, there's somebody on here. That's not, you know, 
we don't know. And then you have Ethan going up to Claire and Charlie. Um, I just think it was like the pinnacle moment, the climax of the episode, this very like sinister energy has finally hit this point. And we're like, oh shit, like Ethan is like bad. I don't know. But yeah. That's my were you two. sad to find out that Ethan was bad? No. She had a lot going. She was like, Ethan is my dark horse for coolest character. Fuck. Ah, oh, damn it. He's not cool. He's stealing baby. I wanted Danielle Man. to pop out of nowhere like Xeno Warrior Princess. Stab Ethan. I'm a or, yeah. or she like, I'm a I thought she was going to like pop out and defend Charlie and Claire like against Ethan. Like Ethan's a bad guy. But that, she's got like, I don't know why when you said pop out and defend Charlie and Claire for whatever in my mind came up. She's like, hey, buddy, they're working really hard. OK, <laughs> yeah. don't come up and tell them they're not doing their fair <laughs> share. Cool. <laughs> Just emotionally defend them. Yeah. They're you doing great. Do that. You can't come in here and do that. <laughs> and Claire and Charlie are like. Who the fuck are you? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> and Ethan's like, oh, come on. Uh, come on, Russo. Uh, what are you going to do? Kill your husband again? <laughs> She's like, don't tempt me. Robert. Roberto. Robert. Ooh, good old Robert. Uh, what are we on? Number two? Yeah. Two. Uh, my number two is uh, the forces colliding at the end. I know you you think it's kind of silly seeing Saeed kind of run through the woods. and But I do like that tension of like, oh, something's, they're definitely building towards something happened to to Charlie and Claire. They did the whole like, oh, feel the baby, it's kicking. Isn't life grand? It sure would suck oh. if something bad happened right now. But then the reveal of, hey guys, we're not alone. And then Charlie run, or uh, Hurley running in and be like, hey guys, uh, uh, someone's not on the manifest. You won't believe who it is. It's uh, that dude, Ethan. And he goes, hello there. Um, I just really like that. I have the high ground. <laughs> Don't try it. Uh, <laughs> I love that um, that ramping of tension. And, and like I said, it just really feels like a lightning bolt moment of the show. Of like, oh, shit, things are different now. There are others. The, the whole landscape of the show has changed from people trying to survive on an island to now, you know, there are other people on this island and what do they want? And why are they, what do they want with Claire? Yeah. That whole dynamic has completely changed the show. And I, I like that a lot. Uh, my number two is also the opening sequence. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was fantastically done. Uh, I think it was your number three, Steve. It was mm -hmm. just set up really well. And um, uh, like, I think the scariest thing like, is that we've had vibes similar to that before, but like it really it's starting to, it's a good way to open an episode that does try to ramp things up considerably as a whole. Um, so yeah, that was fucking super effective. Glad it wasn't black and white. <laughs> Madison, yes. you're number one. So my number one is your number two and number three, which is also the dream sequence for the same reasons. Uh, it was aside from, I think the first episode where you get the montage of, you know, the plane crash happening mm -hmm. and you know, that opening was very impactful and very memorable. I think this is another one that will be memorable for me just because of how sinister it was. And, um, and yeah, it just kind of set the tone for the episode. And I, I remember watching and being like, this is this is a really good opening sequence for this. And I'm sure, you know, heightening Claire's story, you know, being the pregnant woman on the island, not that that is a common trope, but I'm sure they wanted to heighten her story a little bit. And I think a way to do that is to play and to lean into that tone from the beginning. So, yeah, yeah it's my number one. Steve, what's your number one? My number one is the selfishly i love a good fun scene so my favorite uh, scene of the episode was sawyer mm -hmm. and hurley uh just hurley coming up like listen dude this is how it's gonna go down my guy i really want that manifest and sawyer just kind of like 
okay, buddy. All like right. just, 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 I love that. And you can see like Sawyer, Josh Holloway is good at these very small little moments where his character, his true character, quote unquote, shines through in very s- simple, small ways where you can just see that he's almost like, the balls on this guy. Hell yeah. You deserve it, buddy. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I respect this. And, and and to your point, Chris, like it's, it's very nice that they finally flip the script on Sawyer where it's not like pulling teeth to trying to get him to just be a decent human being on the island. Right. He's finally being okay. He's being his true self. He's, He's letting his nips out. He's putting his yeah. Y2K shades on. Oh, He's reading Watership Down, I assume. <laughs> uh, you know, it, he could, I, I kind of want a friendship with Hurley and Sawyer. I think that would be kind of a fun little uh, little duo. So that was my favorite moment. Sealed nice. with a kiss. A kiss. Uh, that's, they would have made it my favorite moment of the season. If you want to be my friend, you're going to have to kiss me. Kiss on the lips. A mm. kiss. Tongue first a like Kate did. Yeah, Kate, did. Kate did tongue. Stay puff, you giving me tongue. <laughs> Don't cross the streams now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the old Vegemite after we're done. Kit, your number one. Yeah, my number one is the the scene with the pen. Um, ooh, ooh, that's a good, a good one. one. For whatever reason, even though up to that the psychic, none of that stuff was working for me, but I thought the pen was very well done. You know, mm-hmm. it, it gives you the whole vibe of uh, is this fate? Mm-hmm. Or is it just something that gave me enough time to further question something I was already nervous about? You know, it it, it seems so real to me, like something that she's already not sure about. Uh, and I can't imagine uh, making the decision to give away your child. Right. But uh, trying to imagine that and then seeing like the pen, the ink doesn't work, doesn't come out. And the second pen doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I can't do this. Like It just it felt real to me. And then I love that you can put onto it like destiny broke those pens you know you can do whatever you want with with your head cannon behind the event mm-hmm. but I it was richard malkin using his psychic powers like from the oh. from the other room he's like, me, 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 me. like <laughs> but then it cuts to later on the same lawyer like talking to the inventory guy like oh yeah none of the pens had ink in them such mm. a such a weird silly you know, goose mm, yeah. what kind of law office are we running here He's Malkin in the back in the storeroom, like sucking all the ink out, like gas from a car in the apocalypse. Spitting <laughs> him out. We're gonna get another lost episode where it's from that guy's perspective. Like this whole journey His is him just blue. like sabotaging Claire, not being on the plane. The he, whole looks, time. he looks like Pyatt Pre, in the House of the Undying. Yeah, too many Game of Thrones references. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. it's it's funny. I, I I did write something down, but I guess I accidentally uh, copied over the Jorge Garcia. You, you copied <laughs> golf and pasted it three times over top, over top <laughs> of it. There was a funny little. Um, uh, I don't know if you call this a blooper, but it's an oversight for sure. But that scene in the uh, the law office where she's signing everything, you've got all the law books behind the lawyer behind them. Those are all uh, United States of America law Ooh, uh, rules. Not even Australian this law. Is an Australian. Uh, uh, law house or lawyer place. Law house. Yeah, yeah law house. house. That's what they call them in it's Australia. It's a law house. <laughs> law house. Law, her, law it's like, firm. It's like roadhouse, but with laws. Law yes. house. <laughs> Narr. Narr. Uh, now it's time for our final segment. No, second to last segment. Passenger Princess. We mm. nominate our favorite performance of the episode. Ah, Madison, who are you going with? Um, I feel like... Uh, Emily de Ravine is the actress who plays Claire. Mm-hmm. I am giving it to her because I think any woman that has to act like giving birth deserves all the praise. And then she also had to tune into her scream queen element. Yeah. Um, which I thought was also very impressive. I thought she gave a really good performance, especially 
up until this point, she had been kind of a secondary supportive character. And then she really had to kind of come out and, and assert her dominance as, yeah. as a main character. So Steve, are we going to, we all everybody it? I think we are. Because I'm picking Emily DeRaven as well. Emily uh, Ravine as well. I De wanted Ravine. to be I wanted to be uh, obtuse and go Jorge Garcia again. Mm. Or, part of me wanted to throw out just a short Alice or what was her name? The the woman that was trying to adopt no, her. No, Terry O'Quinn. I just want just because <laughs> his one entry was so memorable. Uh, he's just got like that perfect. This is going to sound really weird. He's got like that perfect sheen of sweat. He's always doing something. Physical, but not like strength wise. It's like mm -hmm. a smart physicality. Mm -hmm. Something about whatever that, man. they use. Lock, I just want to be his little spoon on that island yeah. so badly. I mean, even in that scene when uh, Saeed is like, "We're not alone." They keep cutting to Locke, who's in the cave, like kind of like, Whoa. yeah. And you're like, leaning we in. need him involved in this situation. He's mm -hmm. like, the French are back. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out his knife. Uh, but no, Emily D. Ravine was was fantastic, uh, mm -hmm. and she did a good job uh, shouldering this episode. Yay. Passenger uh, princess. She's great. Congrats, Emily. I know you listen. Pregnant passenger princess. She finally got an episode where she got to do something and she knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yep. Give Continue her more to, to be do. pregnant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now it's time for our lost and found. I think we have some big mysteries to add. I know yeah. we're not going to go through the whole list again. But. Yeah. I don't think mm -hmm. anything was answered. Nope. Uh, but there were more, more questions uh, raised. How do we want to phrase these? Um, so I have one. Who is Ethan? Who yeah, is that's kind of what I had. Mm -hmm. And then I also had, what does Ethan want Claire's baby for? Or what does what, what does Ethan want Claire for, maybe? Sure. He wanted um, the baby, I think, because the needle. But uh, yeah. But also. To what end? Also, I think we have a question of uh, what was the psychic's uh, goal? What is the, yeah, the I hovering think, story behind the baby? I think you could argue it's. What did the site, what was the blurry thing the psychic saw? The, the, like you said. What's the, the baby? Exactly. The like, baby. It's like you said, uh, uh, he probably wanted her to raise it by itself on the island, right? Or raise it by herself on the island. That's why he put her there. But if he's truly psychic, he knows more about whatever the island is. Mm -hmm. uh, something about the baby scared him initially that, it, that he wanted her to be the only one to raise it. So What's there's so definitely scared? some more questions there. What's up with that baby? What's up with the psychic slash baby? Yeah. How about that? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll so, add that in. That psychic slash baby. That baby psychic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. That and did the dingo eat the baby? Mm, as yet to be seen mm -hmm. tbd the dingo ate my baby no but yeah so that no, i think no. again we haven't answered any mysteries in this episode we just no. added more to the list we won't read them all out so we are more confused the three we've added what does ethan want why does ethan want claire who, who is ethan? Ethan? Who, ethan who ethan who ethan what's up with that psychic slash baby who ethan that's all the time we have for right now. Tune in later this week for our breakdown of Police Academy 4. And next week for ep uh, Lost Episode 11 and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm. I've got to go return some videotapes. My name is Kit. My name's Madison. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming and happy holidays. You filthy animals. Mm -hmm.